Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. I'm like, who am I? Um, and with Sammy and Aileen, they're out today. Um, my co-host for the day is our producer of the At Betches podcast and the head of podcasts of all the podcasts at Betches, Sean Kilby. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Jordana. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, last week we were talking about who's going to fill in. And then I think we we played a game. I think we played a really long game. And then you're like, why don't you just do the show with me? Well, I feel like you like are on the pulse of what we ta- where we talk about, and you know, you have a lot of experience in. You used to host your own podcast, right? On um, this on is Sirius, yeah, this is correct. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, I used to do Sirius XM stuff. You've been a uh, yeah, you've been you've been around the block. I'm easy to get too. Like we knew we could get me. So, <laughs> so. I penciled you in, considering this time slot is when you'd usually be behind the scenes, and now you are in front of in front of the mic. Um, and Sammy is still in Europe. I feel like she's moved there. Um, <laughs> she might move there. I'm a little worried. When she went to right. Switzerland with her mom like a year and a half ago, I thought maybe she was never going to come back. And then this that, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing about Sammy, and Sammy, if you're listening, you know this about yourself, is she's very prone to like quick, like sort of uh, impulsive, impulsive decisions. decisions. Yes. <laughs> like I'm going to move to Israel. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to marry some guy here. And then she ended up not marrying her, and which was good impulse control. She actually made one of the decisions one of the White Lotus people didn't make. We'll, we'll actually talk about that. But there, <laughs> there is this urge when you go on vacation to like stay forever. Like, I and, never you know have I mean? that urge. Do you have that urge when you're like? I imagine it. Like I went to, I went to a white Lotus style place in Jamaica a couple of years ago. And it was like, you know, I was like a rookie on the whole, uh, all inclusive thing. I'd never done that. Right. Before. So after two weeks, like the other people I was with, they're like, I got to get out of here. And I was like, I could stay here for six months. You were and there I, for two weeks. Two wow. weeks. Yeah. And it was like, I could have stayed longer. So That's is just, that now your go-to spot? Like, do you go back? Well, I haven't had a chance because there's been. A pandemic since then, but oh, okay. I think I will be. I actually think I will go back. Or I, the thing is, like, I think with this, an all inclusive, like on White Lotus or whatever, right? They're all pretty much the same. I don't want to leave. Inclusive? Is White White Lotus all inclusive? Wouldn't you think? I think so. No, I think. I mean, well, did you know it's 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 filmed at the Four Seasons? Oh, is it? Well, the White yeah. Lotus is a fictional resort. I know. Yeah, I just, fictional. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was imagining it being well, what? What all inclusive to me just means like the booze don't cost anything and then meal <laughs> right that's really yes. it and then food yeah. i guess and there was also dolphins which don't judge me like i love animals I, i'm sure the dolphin thing is terrible but i swam with dolphins the all-inclusive twice Sean, i totally see that for you like, <laughs> really i can see you this. thriving like at all like the king of the all-inclusive yeah um but sammy i, I maybe she's not staying in europe she's got to come back she cares too much about american politics to get totally. to touch her. <laughs> yeah i mean i I feel like she's she's too cynical to live abroad. Well, I actually I went when I was a kid. I went to um to visit Laguna Beach, like before oh, wow. the TV show. Okay, but like we did like a you know like a family type vacation there for like a week. And I I really thought like after a couple of days like oh we could totally live here. But after like by the end of that week, it was like oh right beach towns are kind of slow 
And I can't right. do that. Like there's a thing about vacation places where they're nice to vacation in, but not great to live in. That's the issue with like anywhere outside of New York, I find. Like if you're used to this pace, it's like and I'm like all about efficiency. So like I get like extreme anxiety when people are moving slowly. I'm like, let's keep going. And literally anywhere, even nationally, I feel like outside of New York, no city moves as fast. But it's funny, I feel like I just came back from Greece and I had an amazing time. It was like such a great trip. But on day like ten, I'm like, okay, like I miss my bed. I want to like be in my like home with like all my shit. Like I'm tired of living out of a suitcase because we went to like three different cities. So I get it. But I'm also like I have like a vacation timeline. It's funny. do, do, Do you do this too? Where like when you're booking the trip, you anticipate wanting to be there longer. So you book like the last flight. To be there the last like that day. Right. But then, yeah. yeah, but then that day I'm like, oh, I have to, what am I going to fucking do until like 7 p.m.? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's true. And also I'm a big believer in the vacation from the vacation. You need like yes. a one day buffer when you get back or else you're going to be like really mad when you go to work the next day. Like you need to like have a little bit of time between. Oh, I want to know about, so Greece, you're not like moving to Greece apparently, but it no. looked from the pictures like you were thriving. Like you're going to be it. a Greece yeah. person now. I love Greece. It's my second time there, um, but I'd never been to Santorini or really Athens. Um, Santorini is like the thing you see in pictures? Yeah. So Mykonos is like the party city. Okay. It's like all about like parties and drinking, whatever. And Santorini is like the romantic city where like, you know, there's like the beautiful view and it's just like, you just like basically stare at like the sea and eat like Greek salad. It was, that was very relaxing. So I'm glad we did that after the party city. And then Athens is like a real European city. It's like, it's kind of like Rome. It gave me like Rome vibes. I don't know if you've been. I haven't been to either. I've only seen experienced Greece through Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, here we go again. That's all I know about (laughs) Greece. I do have a friend who went to Greece. The authentic experience. (laughs) Yeah, I think he went to Greece, but like, where? wait, what was, where did you, Santorini? And he was like, yeah, it's kind of a honeymoon spot and it's not great to go by yourself. He was doing the like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't go. Thing? I wouldn't go there by myself. I would go to Mykonos by myself. I mean, I, I I am like a social anxiety, so I probably wouldn't go anywhere by myself where I'd have to speak to strangers. But if I were a social person, I might go to Mykonos by myself. Traveling also, and it depends who you're going with. Like, if I am traveling with my family, I want it to be over very soon. My family is a little <laughs> bit like when you talk about your family, I relate somewhat because like we can't help but argue. You know what I mean? So that's, but when I'm traveling with people who are chill, what's Mike like when he's traveling? He's great. I feel like we like are like in our biggest element when we are traveling. You should, you should marry him. He's great. I I should, I should, we're we're going on vacation to get married. So I guess it all, it all comes full circle, but he's just very like, I get like, so for, for traveling in pandemic, obviously it's like a little bit trickier than usually is. So I'm like, it's like we're in Athens. I'm like, oh, we have to get we have to get a COVID test. And then there's like the hurricane in New York on Sunday, which is when we're supposed to fly. And the, you know, the Greek wildfires. And I'm like, obviously, selfishly and narcissistically, I'm like, how is this going to affect my travel plans? But I'm kind of like up all night. I'm having anxiety. He's like, it's going to be fine. Like, he's like, he's very like relaxed. So I think it's it very much evens me out on the trip. But I'm also the one like making sure we get the COVID test. So it really I am important as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more like the mic, but somebody has to be on top of the, the actual responsibility. Speaking right. of family trips, Aileen has a family oh, now. We haven't even mentioned that one of our three normal coasts, Aileen, has given birth. I'm sure you guys are, if you're 
you're real fans of the show or fans of any of the three of us, I'm sure you already know that Aileen has given birth to the newest baby bitch, Baby Mila. And it's funny because she like she kind of like lied to us about the name or something. Like I've always know she's always been talking about this name Mila, and then about a year ago she was like. I'm over that name. I don't want that name anymore. Like, too many people have it. Or some, she made up some excuse about having the name. So, like, she's pregnant. She's not telling anyone the name. And we're, like, guessing every other name in the book. Like, like I'm like, it's Nancy. It's, she's like, it's not, it's not like, dude, I'm glad guessing, like, ridiculous names. And then she gives birth. And the baby's name is, like, Mila, which is the name she's been talking about, like, our whole lives. So she what? was, like, really fucking with us. Why does she like Mila? Is it because, like, Mila's the coolest Russian? I know Mila Jovovich is an actress. Mila Kunis. Ever heard of her? Mila Kunis um, is also very cool and Russian. Um, I think it's after, like, her grandmother or someone, some older female relative in her family that's, like, named Russian that's named, like, Ludmila. Ludmila. Oh, Which is, like, uh, I think I think that's a little too <sighs> Russian for her, so she went yeah. with Mila. All right, well, um, naming, naming the baby comes, family member. That's yeah, good. when yeah. she comes back, I'll let her give the actual um, story behind the name, since mine is merely speculative. <laughs> story about how she deceived you. <laughs> yes. I think she was just, like, didn't want everyone to, like, already know the name. because So, like, she was, like, she was, like setting it up so that we would, like... Because, you know, people don't like to tell you the name of their kid before it's born. It's, like, bad luck. Or maybe that's just Jews. I don't know. Um, I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, we're like very, they're very Jew, Jewish people are very like superstitious in that way. Like they won't tell you the name of the baby, and you're not supposed to even like buy stuff for the baby until it's born. Yeah, I know. Well, so that's why she didn't want to tell the name, right? So but, I'm feeling, but I feel like she didn't want everyone to already know the name. So she pretend she like laid the groundwork for this like a year ago when she was pretending she was no longer into the name. <laughs> well, congratulations, sir! I'm very happy for this. It's a cute ass baby. She's, She's got a cute baby. She's adorbs. I can't wait. I'm going to try to visit this weekend. I took my my second COVID test of the week yesterday to uh, make sure that I am COVID free for baby Mila. Mila's taking visitors? This weekend. You're going this all week- the way out to Long Island? What a good friend. I know, right? Well, I have a car now and I want to see her new house. And Aileen has a pool. So, of course, I'm going. Oh, yeah. And her, her house is a pool. So, like, I mean, I'm going for the baby, obviously. <laughs> Sure. But like I'm I might pack, for the I might pack a swimsuit. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's you doing know. well though. So if anybody yeah, yeah go to at Aileen if you aren't already yeah. following her to see her adorable baby. Yeah, and go see Sammy's European vacation at Sammy, and go look at my old stories of mine at Jordana Abraham, and go look at Sean's Instagram too. I don't feel like you post very much. Though. Never, never. Radio Sean Ryan. My my Instagram is so old that it's from when I was doing the radio. And now we're doing podcasts because no one listens to the radio anymore. Does anyone watch Jeopardy anymore? That's the real question. You know, I I haven't watched it recently, but before Alex Trebek died, I actually used to watch it. Like me and Mike, it was like our very old person because we love games as a couple. We're very into games and we would eat dinner around that time. And like, if there's nothing on, we would always just put on Jeopardy. And I felt like, well, it's funny what happened. We're going to talk about the scandal. Yeah. I feel like it was such a relaxing, pure show, and now it's like a shit show. It's you know really I mean? weird. I mean, that that was the whole thing. I think that's why this guy, Mike Richards, lost the job above all else, because you have to be pure yeah, to be on the show. Alex Trebek was kind of untouchable. It's similar to me, where I've had phases where it's like a Jeopardy phase, where yeah. we'll watch it every night at 7 o'clock. It is the most old person thing to do. It's actually the only reason the show is still prints money, probably, is because the only people who still watch live TV are 
70 and the 70 year olds watch Will <laughs> Fortune and Jeopardy. They're loyalists, yeah. but it's also, it's like right before bedtime for them, seven o'clock, no matter where you are in America. <laughs> you're having dinner or you're just about to eat like right in that, like, you know, that I'm zone. Yeah. And it makes you feel smart. Even though if you get like one or two, one yeah. or two, <laughs> and there's always you know, like I, I do like watching it with people who are really good. Like so, there have been times in my life where we'll watch it. Like when I had DVR up until very recently, it would be like one of our DVR shows. You just throw it on. So the show is still kind of relevant. And then Trebek died early. I guess is it now last year or was it earlier this year? I think it was like late 2020. Late 2020. So then the search for the replacement host began. Did you care at all? Were you following this at all before the recent thing? I was following it because I feel like I was such a big Alex Trebek fan. And like I watched that when it was like the the greatest of all time. I did watch that. And that was like one of the later. That was like one of the very recent. And I remember thinking like, how are they ever going to replace this guy? Like, it's almost like he is. He, he is, is the, the institution. Show. Agreed. Do you know Agreed. what I mean? Like, it's like Judge Judy. Like, if ju- you can't just like put another judge and call it like, I mean, they, they have those other shows, <laughs> they but they're not, they're not as successful though, because like, it's, it's really about the person. That's why she can like, you know, I, I, I think I'm, we've t- talked about it on this show before. Like she charges like an obscene amount of like, she, she makes, gets paid so much money. Like, does she make like 70 or 80 million a year or something crazy? Something like that, which is like, abs- I've never even heard of anyone like even in that industry making that much just to like do the same exact thing um every day but it's because she is the show and i kind of feel like that way about alex trebek like i have much less interest in watching someone else i think i agree the only thing that's comparable that i can think of is late night tv because remember when i mean obviously i don't know when johnny carson left and there was like a whole thing but that was a big deal like when he was being replaced and people still right. talk about like the letterman leno thing and then when leno left Remember the whole thing with Conan O'Brien? Like he took over the show. Right. I almost blocked this out. Then he got replaced again by Leno. Leno like took it back over, and there was this whole like <laughs> forget it, it. <laughs> forget. Yeah. But there was it was it was very similar to this where the fans were really passionate about like who they wanted. People were like, right. oh, how could you do this for Co- to Conan O'Brien? I was one of those people. Like we had like a poster that was like I'm with Coco. He had his whole tour. People were like really threw their weight behind him, and then he got a show on TBS, and I've watched it three times. Like right. it just, you're not that big of a fan. <laughs> no, because, and that's the thing about this whoever replaces Alex Trebek after this Mike Richards guy. Right. No, like, and people are going online and like posting about it and like throwing their support behind whoever. And then, are you really going to watch? Well, I mean, I read the article. You, you, sent me, you sent me this article in prep for this episode. And it seems like this Mike Richards guy is like kind of like, aside from like all the like very questionable things that he said, he just seems like he's like, sort of manipulative and like just like impure <laughs> like, he he like alex trebek had this like oh this is my like really smart like grandfather or like yeah. this is my yeah. like wise older male figure in my life and like this like reading about this guy i'm like he can't replace alex trebek Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. 
and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. It seems like very like Machiavellian Game of Thrones, like the way he like he got into this position, like he's like hiring people for the job, but at the same time he wants the job. And if you guys, Sean, do you want to give them like a yeah, little? Let me give them the recap. People don't. People haven't read this article. Right. So, right. So, but it was pretty big news this week, which is kind of crazy. But so this guy Mike Richards, he's not really that old. He's like forty-ish, and mm. he's always wanted to be a host. He was actually hosting a show called Beauty and the Geek back in like the early 2000s, which I remember watching on the CW. But he was basically been a TV producer for years. And he was the executive producer of The Price is Right. And he did do a podcast during this time that bit him recently, but right. came back to bite him. And then he became the executive producer of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune only about a year ago, because the guy who'd been doing it for 20 something years stepped down. And then when Alex Trebek died, he put himself in the running to become the new replacement host, even though he really doesn't have the experience or no trivia. <laughs> That's one yeah. of the things really people hate about him. He's like, he's not good at it. Right. Whereas you feel like, and that was something the article said, it's like, you kind of felt like Alex Trebek could beat played. you. I know yeah. Alex Trebek could beat me in a game of Jeopardy a hundred times out of a hundred. This guy, certainly not. So then he kind of orchestrated his own ascent to the position. So they had this rotation of, different guest hosts that right. many, m- many of which, most of which you would know, including LeVar Burton was in there. Uh, Aaron Judge. Ex- right, wait, Aaron. Oh, Aaron, Rod- right, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. Bad, was like bad sports. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's close. It's good. Yeah. Michael be proud. But like Katie Couric, all these different people. And Anderson Cooper was another one. They all did like two weeks. Yeah. And he also did two weeks. And then there was a, I'm doing like air quotes, a vet, like a, a vetting process and, and a, like a selection process through Sony who owns Jeopardy. And right. somehow magically the executive producer and the person who was essentially in charge of the process of selecting the replacement got right. the job. And like, why? And why? <laughs> right. and, and people had said, I mean, in this article, because there've been a, several articles about this, but in this article, a woman from from the ringer.com she she basically like has written a book about jeopardy i actually heard her do a podcast about jeopardy when trebek oh, wow. died and like she's super knowledgeable about this stuff so this woman like knew her stuff and clearly cares about jeopardy more than anyone on the planet so then when he got named to the job she did a little bit more vetting cuz oh here's the other more important thing is there was a lawsuit when he was the executive producer of price is right Oh, about and like it, discrimination, right? Or sexual harassment? Well, it, was, it wasn't exactly harassment. It was more like uh, models. If you got pregnant. Gender discrimination. Right. Gender discrimination. Because there was a model who got pregnant, basically got fired. Right. And and he said all these just gross things behind the scenes. And then he put out a statement recently. So this is where it all fell apart from is he put out a statement that basically said like, I, those, those statements that are attributed to me, but the things I said about women behind the scenes are not, not my character, not who I am. 
So this woman was like, is that who you are? So she went and listened to 41 episodes of his podcast, then found all the gross things that he said, then told him, she asked him for comment before putting out the article. And he pulled down the entire podcast from the internet before the article went live. But she already got, she already had the clips. She already had the clips. So here we are, me and Jordana reading it this week. Like, oh my God, this it's pretty good stuff. It actually, if you just read the quotes from his podcast out of context, I could see people being like, oh, she like was like, this is gotcha journalism. But within context, it's like, yeah, he's right. just not the person. For, he's not Alex Trebek. And he's, he's not pretending right. he is. I don't, yeah, I don't think he should like not have a job ever in his life. But I think that like, he's not, he, he's not fit to be the host. This is like, this is like the quintessential American game show. And like, it's not him. Honestly, I feel like it's obviously Ken Jennings. Like to me, it was I like, why even, why even have auditions? Like he's the greatest player of all time. He's got that like nerdy, pure vibe to him that like, he's a little nerdier than Trebek. I feel like Trebek's like a little cooler. Well, like, Trebek is cooler. Like you'd rather like, you know, you'd rather like get dinner with him. I was going to say hook up with <laughs> Alex Trebek. Right. But Alex Trebek is also the worst interviewer in the history of interviews because the, Every time, if you have DVR, it's great because you can skip over the part where he goes to all three contestants and right. he would interview them. And it would be so cringy. Like he's the least oh, yeah. funny guy ever. But he's so. I mean, the good contestants at- are usually because they're so smart are also usually like pretty awkward. Oh yeah, right. well yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's the worst dinner party you've ever been to. So I right. want to go to dinner with him because he's hot, but I don't want to like hang out with Alex Trebek. But I totally want him to host my game show because he's yes. so good at it and he is like a lovable character. So Ken Jennings seems like he is perfect and he's so he's like so good at jeopardy yeah you know he could beat the contestants and here's the thing about like it seems like because they told the story about like alex trebek like left him his cufflinks to ken jennings like it clearly like seems like he like he thought he was like worthy of like being this replacement and he like wanted him and it just seems like such a natural choice that i'm surprised that even like held all these auditions like he just he very recently won the greatest of all time he is the greatest of all time. Like, give him the fucking job. Right. I think I think you're right. Trebek had basically anointed him as the right. successor, but without naming him. The other thing, okay, so if you weren't paying attention the way I wasn't until this week, like yeah. you like I was you hear like see headlines about it. There were two things that made sense to me. First of all, I assumed this guy was the executive producer for like a decade. So I was like, great. Right. That's actually kind of sweet. The idea that like you promote from within right. would be refreshing, except he's had the job for a year. And then the other one was I could see wisdom in a nobody. Because when Trebek took the job like 40 years ago, whatever, somebody else hosted Jeopardy before him for a couple of years. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like a big institution, but it was. it's good like Trebek coming in without any baggage at the time he was able to like build up this thing. So I could see it being somebody where like, if somebody's just reading questions or actually reading answers and then accepting questions from the, the contestants, it's kind of nice to like ignore them. But right. this guy doesn't even have like a great way about him. He wasn't even that good. So I went back Jordan, to watch clips of every single guest host just to oh, tell, wow. like to see like who was good and who wasn't. One of the uh, guest hosts that viewers really wanted is lavar burton you remember him okay. reading not rainbow. really reading oh, rainbow okay. yeah. yeah 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 amazing what's he uh, been no. doing for the last like 30 years <laughs> not much he was on star trek i okay. guess uh but he's, he doesn't do much he has such a nice voice he is great to listen to okay but when you watch him doing jeopardy 
it feels like it's the guy from Reading Rainbow reading it. So a lot of people really want LeVar Burton. Okay. Because he's kind of like a Mr. Rogers or something, you know? But he's just not right. right. I don't actually think that's the answer. The other person is Mayim Bialik, who is Blossom. Right. Yes, I know who she is. And she I think I've seen, like, clips from her. Yeah, yeah. And she was on Big Bang Theory. Like, she's she's a known actress. She actually is really good at the job. Like, she's a really nice voice. She kind of got the job. She did kind of get the job because she was going to do the primetime and like specials or whatever. If they were doing like special series, she was going to be hosting those anyway. But she's like got a job. That's the thing. I don't think she wants to be permanent host. I don't think she wants to be. You know who was actually the best, but I don't know that he would want the job. Dr. Oz. Really good. He's not pure enough for that. Oh, not at all. That's the thing. He's not pure enough either. He's like got all this baggage. He's like he's kind of got like woo-woo science stuff on his show. People don't like like that. He's iffy, yeah. But there is a thing. This is another thing that kind of will annoy me sometimes. Where this happened on The Bachelor. You don't really watch The Bachelor anymore, but our friend Jared does, so we hear about it. Right. When they had guest hosts on it, they had Tasha and Caitlin Um, Bristow. Yes. The last year. They just weren't that good because it turns out being a host is a job. And right. You actually need experience. So Dr. Oz is good because he reads cue cards every day. So yeah. when he was reading the questions, all I'm saying is that, like he just felt like natural. this is something he yeah. does. Like is Ken Jennings natural. bad? No, Ken Jennings is pretty good. The only thing you can, Ken Jennings reads perfectly because he's the smartest man on earth. Right. But so he's really good at it. The only thing is like he doesn't have, I don't know, he doesn't have like panache or something like, you know, charm charm like, he couldn't yeah. wear a mustache it's that sort okay. of thing right <laughs> he doesn't have like an authoritative feel to him yeah i feel like he's a little awkward more awkward than like trebek but i still feel like if he like practiced like if he got into it like he eventually like in a year i can imagine him like getting way better at that i he'd be he would have been great at it. he was already working as a producer on the show this is the crazy part he'd been hired to like make his own categories and stuff right like, like talk about giving legitimacy to the show going forward Ken Jennings was perfect. You're absolutely right. And Mayim Bialik, if she ends up being the person, she's pretty good. Like when she reads the questions, she sounds smooth. It just, it's, it's a nice thing. The other thing I was thinking about, oh my, by the way, this is great. My brother said he feels like this is similar. This is similar, like Aileen faking the fact that she didn't know what her baby name was going to be because she wanted to be a (laughs) surprise again for you. My brother was pointing out that um, this is the perfect way for this to play out for Jeopardy because you can't, whoever replaces Alex Trebek, I mean, lives in his shadow. Right. So you can't replace Alex Trebek. So what you need is a guy who gets the job for a week and then blows it. And then you replace that guy. So whoever gets the job next is going to look great after Mike Richards. Yeah. Like, That's because he did film a week of episodes and then stepped down, but he's still the executive producer. When are they going to like pick a replacement? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I think they got to hurry up and do it because they're going to well, film that show. My bet's on Ken. I hope it's Ken. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, 
washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. The last thing I want to say about those, I don't even think this would have had, because he he said some like disparaging thing about women. And right. I think there is like a post Me Too th- thing there because of the the actual lawsuit. And that's part of why he can't have this job. Yeah. But I also think if this had happened like two years ago before all the protests last year and everything, I don't think people were quite as aware of privilege. Right. And I think the real gross thing about this is it's like the worst example of privilege. Oh, yeah. Because totally. a guy like naming himself the successor. Right. Is, it's like, it's the exact example of privilege, like in action. Usually you just give your friends jobs. Yeah. You know? Give himself the job. It'd be like, do you know what I mean? It'd be like if uh, Biden made himself his own like treasury cabinet person. Like, do you know what I mean? Like ambassador. He's like, and I'm also the ambassador to France. Yeah, that is what it would right. be like. And I think that that's gross. And I, I think it reminds me a lot of White Lotus, which is something yes. else that we want to talk. Well, about. This is a great segue into our next conversation because we both finished the series um, last night. Actually, we're a little behind. But what did you, I know you weren't a big fan of the show originally yeah two episodes and i was like what are people talking about i hate this show (laughs) you weren't entertained by it at least even if you were like didn't know what was happening it was funny i think um steve zahn and connie Britton are like so good that i love them and and, um and what's her name jennifer coolidge yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm taking the dog dumbass from uh from (laughs) legally blind uh yes she's so good that like they were the same character every single time every single season, time every well single. who's who's but, the girl that played olivia olivia's from um she's from euphoria right um she i heard is gonna be like the next big thing you think she's like the like the, the jennifer lawrence the, the like one who's been tabbed to like get all the roles that yes, sort of thing but that's what i'm hearing about her sydney sweeney is gonna be like the next big star i could see that she's super talented she's got like a look she's yeah. got a look she's yeah, she's only been in two things that I know of, and they're both critically acclaimed things where she she's was, great in them. 
She was, yeah, she's in Euphoria. She was in something else. Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Yes, Handmaid's Tale. That was where I first saw her, where I was like, eh, it sounds whatever. But she's very young. Um, she's 23, but I think that she's got a uh, big career. She, I, I think you're right. Well, anyway, I started out like mm-hmm. kind of a hate watching the show. And then we said we were going to talk about it. So I binged the rest of it. And honestly, it was pretty damn good. It did turn it's out pretty well. good. Right? I think the only thing that turned me off, there was this weird scene where Connie Britton sat down with Alexandra Daddario, the Rachel character, the newlywed girl. Right. And, and they had that like whole conversation and it, that turned sour at the end of it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is tough to watch. This is like painful. It's like, a lot of it's like awkward, but like. But it's good. good. You know I, mean? I know, yeah. I know. Okay, so I have a question for because I, I don't even know what the goal of the show is anymore. I don't even know what it well, was. They're about. having a new season at like a different in a different location with a different cast. That seems like a good idea. I want to like know more about how I want. I feel like it's going to be great or it's going to be terrible. What mm-hmm. did you think of the finale? Oh wait, hold on. Before we get into that, because we okay. haven't given away any spoilers whatsoever, so, so we don't want right. to lose anybody. So spoiler alert. We're about to talk about the finale. We're about to talk about the finale. You can come back for the game. We're playing a Jeopardy game later. We'll put a timestamp in the description. So spoiler zone. All right. What did you think of the finale? I thought it was like pretty good, actually. I thought it was like, I I didn't like do any research on like why the negative reaction. I've heard some swirlings online that it was like not good. It was like, I actually liked it. I thought there was like, there was like a clear theme, which is like, the people who come to the resort leave like a little better in their minds or feeling good about themselves and the people. And it's so very exploitative of like all the people who work at the resort are like fucked at the end. Yeah. That's that. totally. I think that is the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, the finale was good. It was good. What did you think? Did you have an idea of who was going to be in the box? Cause in the first episode, there's a dead body. Oh, I guessed like the wrong person. I think I guess. Who were you Who guessing? I, guess? I was guessing different things the whole time. Yeah. I was guessing like Quinn. Oh, the kid. Yeah. yeah I thought maybe Quinn, maybe then I was like, towards the end, I was like, maybe it's the Jennifer Coolidge's boyfriend. Right. Right. He's definitely going to die. Like, soon. yeah, he seemed like, and then he kind of said I might die at any minute. So I was like, that might be too easy. <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was, I thought they were going to do something like to defy our expectations. Cause I'm so used to twists, you know? So I thought it right. was going to end up being like the whole, the whole Mossbacher family was going to leave except for the dad. And then he was going to befriend Jake Lacey, whatever is the Shane or whatever, the guy from the office. Oh yeah. And, and then that guy would have to like bring his remains home or something. Cause they became friends or something. Like I thought it was going to have one of those or, or that Jennifer Coolidge's character was going to die. And like, that's, yeah. you know, it's like heartbreaking, whatever. Right. Jennifer Coolidge was on my list too. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of different ways. And then I was like, oh, shit. Is it going to be the actual newlywed girl, Rachel? Of right. course it wasn't. I didn't think it was going to be her. Because no. I think it was... I, you could tell she was, like, trying to leave him, like, the whole time, I felt like. And then you just got a sense, like, she was going to be, like, leaving him. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, it was, like, interesting. Because, like, also in the in the show it just kind of feels like yeah like the people who work at the hotel like lose out but they also like are they're also all terrible also like every every character is like terrible in their own way like they're all no one's like pure for purity <laughs> right this is true i did that was the that is definitely like the ultimate theme of the show the idea of like the haves just can like kind of skate above all of it and they have right. absolutely no consequences whatsoever and then kai who's like 
the guy who yeah. tries to steal the bracelets, he's going to jail. You never see Kai after Ever, yeah. things go wrong for him because that's how the real world is. It's like once somebody's going off to jail, you just forget about it. Right. She just like went home. Even the girl, right. Even the girl who like basically tricks him or not tricks him, but like talks him Convinces into. Convinces him into doing right. And then no consequences for her whatsoever. And then Belinda, who is going to start her own holistic wellness center. Yeah, that was is, like the saddest uh, part, I guess. Yeah. Well, you t- that one I knew was coming like 100% mm-hmm. from the minute. Yeah, she they like, were showing that. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Armand. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. Things don't work out for him because he gets stabbed. So, like, nobody who works there is better off. But everybody else is just like gets to kind of like skate off just fine. Right. Into like they just get to leave and go home and like they're fine. Yeah. Which I think that is the ultimate point of the show. Like it's supposed to illustrate that sort of thing. Well, it was almost like um, Parasite in a way. You seen oh Parasite? shit, it is like Parasite. Right? Where it's like, there's the haves and the haves not. They're all kind of terrible, but like the have nots are like more. It's not like saying the have nots are like better than the haves. Because yeah. I didn't get that vibe here really either. Like I, I thought that they were all kind of like bad shitty but yeah Yeah, who gets away with stuff but the haves don't have to pay for it really yeah i think that's really true i think that's why this show works right now because again people are still are like grappling with these ideas of privilege the the second last episode the penultimate episode Mm -hmm. uh which is always the best episode on an hbo show it kind of was the best one and they did like have a thing at dinner if i remember where they're like the parents the moss moss whatever they're called are trying to justify their privilege. Right. And then it it does like set the rest of the show. Like that was a good scene. Yeah. And then the, right. And then Paula is just like, you know what I mean? Like looking on, like I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. right. But then she totally ruins things for everybody. So I have questions for you. What did you think of Tanya's ending? So Tanya is, uh, I'm taking the dog to mass. Yeah. Oh, like, do you think that she actually that seemed like anything? a little unrealistic? That that almost storyline seems like almost the most like absurd. I guess because nobody like, learns shit like that without right. real therapy. Right. Well, I thought it was like it's funny because she just like she's like I have to stop controlling people with my money, but she's still like controlling the guy with her money because she's like getting the house in Aspen, and hundred percent. It's like it just goes to. Sh- I mean, like. It's funny because like they're both in the beginning. It seems like they're both kind of taking advantage of each other. Like clearly like Belinda doesn't like her, but she's like willing to sit at dinner with her, go on this boat ride so she can get money from her. And she obviously is taking advantage of her, like pretending she can have this business plan. She's going to co make this uh, wellness center with her with no actual intention of, or maybe like a slight intention of doing that, but really just because she's lonely and then she finds someone else and she, they're both like using each other. Yeah. Yeah. And but but her her saying like I'm not I'm going to break the pattern was like I kind of believed it, but nobody comes to that conclusion in 24 hours. I don't know. Right. Like she she like grew up quickly. It also speaks to the thing I guess there's also like a minor like shared thing with like repeating your parents patterns. Right. Cuz Shane is just like his mom. He's like a male Karen. Right? Like totally. a rich Karen, like the worst his- kind of Karen. I love I really like him as like a an actor, the guy who plays him. Oh, he's great. Did you watch really oh, good. Jordan? You would love it. There is a show on Hulu called High Fidelity. Oh, so, okay. So I High Fidelity. Like, I'll write it down. High Fidelity is a movie. It's a movie based on a book with like John Cusack. And it was a, it was like kind of, you've probably seen it or, okay. or heard of it. And then they remade the movie as a TV show with, um, who's Lisa Bonet's daughter. 
Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz is the yeah. star. She plays John Cusack's role in the TV version. So now she's the female lead version of like somebody. Who, and the whole premise is she goes back like a playlist, goes back through all the relationships of her life and like reexamines them, oh, which wow. is like exactly what. It's a show. It's a 10 episode show. Right, it's done. It. They're not bringing it back. And he's like one of the love interests in it. And it's great. You would love it because it's like exactly like your relationship My stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like think, talking and thinking about your own relationships. But he was so good on that one too. But like, so he's follows the pattern of his mom. He's the same. Right. Like these kids are like following the same patterns as their parents, the like Mossbachers, whatever. And then you've got her doing this thing where she like saying, I don't want to be like my mom who uses money to manipulate people. Right. But then she also says like constantly seeking male affection and like doing whatever they want the minute a man comes along. And it's like, are you really breaking the patterns? <laughs> right. So I'm saying it's a, it's a fake self-awareness. It is a fake self-awareness. And then I always, whenever these things come up, I like, cause I, my parents are getting older. And then I like talk to my parents, you know, that gross feeling when you see your parents do something, you're like, fuck, I did that thing. Right. Like yeah. Elite has talked about this, this a lot get, lately. Yeah, where I get that from. Yeah. Where I get it. And you're like, yeah, but. I think it feels that, icky. It feels icky, <laughs> but the, it's hard for somebody like her character to be like, yeah, I'm going to actually break the pattern. Like people don't really do that very often. So right. that's or if they do, it takes like years. She have, seems like a good excuse to just not have to like co-found this wellness center. But, but it's funny because she also like, gives her the money. She takes the money. She does so take it's the like, money. It's like all very transactional. Like the whole thing, the whole show is very transactional because it's like every character is like kind of using the other characters and they're using each other oh wow that's true i mean actually going on vacation feels very transactional this is the thing but even even paula like she's like you know what i mean like she's with this family like they suck but she's also like take she's gone this free vacation she doesn't turn down any of the stuff like she goes out of the boat she's definitely like she robs them But actually, when you go to an all-inclusive, you do also feel like you, there's like this fakeness where like the people (laughs) who are serving you are like being really nice to you because it's their job too, so that you give them bigger tips. But like everyone's aware of the transaction and you're there, like you're on, every, people are allowed to go on vacation. It doesn't make you a bad person, like sit by a pool and drink pina coladas. I mean, that's the whole industry is based on like people make many many thousands of people make a living that way yeah exactly now what did you think of rachel and shane like her going back to him at the end though well that's what i'm saying it's like everyone's using each other like she at the end of the day she's kind of like well it's funny when she's crying to belinda and belinda's like i do like i'm over like i'm not fucking dealing with another <laughs> like another like sad rich white woman like i'm not like dealing with that and like there's a truth to that like you know what i mean she's like it's like it's very much like she thinks she's like not really this victim. She's like actually pretty like she could really do whatever she wanted. Right. So I thought it was like interesting in that way. And then she goes, I mean, at the end of the day, she kind of like looks at like the pros and the cons and she's like, I'd rather use him for this. And he's using her as like this trophy wife, but they're using, no one's like not using someone in the whole show. That's really true. Wow. That's pretty good. She also, by the way, she's like, I don't want to become like your plus one. And he's like, so don't. Right. (laughs) And he he had a point. (laughs) He did have a point. It's like, he's just suggesting you quit journalism. At one point when he's like, she realized journalism is a sucker's game. And then I turned to the person watching with me. I'm like, that's pretty smart. Like journalists, like it's a hard life and you're not going to get, I go on vacation and do whatever you want. And then write a book. Like who cares? Yeah. Rachel, you have an opportunity here. Take it. 
And I mean, it's it's funny. Like no one, I don't feel like anyone like feel like I'm not. Are we supposed to feel bad for her? Because I didn't feel like bad I, for her. Like I feel bad for her at all. She willingly, you know what I mean. Like this guy seems like he's been the same guy the whole time she's known him. Right. Except like, for when her, her when her mother in law shows up, I did feel bad for that her. That was funny. Yeah. That was great. And then my last question: What do you think of? So the kid, his name is Quinn. Yes. He was pretty good. That kid was funny. He was a pretty uh, good actor, yeah. Also very quick, quick transformation. Yeah. Quick transformation. That kid spends two days without his, his iPhone and he's like fully detoxed. Right. Really <laughs> good pronunciation of like whatever the Hawaiian rowing like thing was called. I was like the hook I don't know how you say it, but yeah, if you like had a perfect accent when saying it. He did. Um, he, he was like living the dream that people have when they go to Hawaii. We're like, I could stay here and I could like become one of these rowers and I'll right. like, yeah, you know, go from island to island. He did pull a re- like a reverse home alone where yes. he intentionally gets stuck on vacation. I kind of found that maybe it's supposed to be like we're supposed to say like that would never happen, you know, because it's like this is vacations right. have this weird like fantasy land thing to them. That part, I was like, this kid's got to go home. You're 16. I don't really know what the message was in that part of the story. I guess Quinn was really the only one not really using anyone. Well, there's also this thing. So like, you know what like lotus eaters are? It's no, like some, what is that? It's you've been to Greece, so you should know the yeah. Greek myths. Uh, there's like this little Greek, like I should know. Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, spent, I've spent eight days in Greece. I should know all of the history. Yeah. There's this like Greek myth about the the lotus eaters. It's the idea of like people go to this island where you eat like the fruit of the lotus plant. It doesn't like mean anything, and they get so in like they forget about ev- all their responsibilities and just hang okay. out like enjoying pleasures all the time. Great so, name. Like, it for makes a resort, then. for a resort a white person load like, literally yes. white privilege and lotus eaters. Uh and the whole idea that like you become detached from your normal reality and you just care about these material things where so in some sense everybody loses their lotus so like Losing your iPad is like losing the thing. And so you can actually be like better off when you stop. And everybody has an example of that in the sh- all of the guests right. do at least. But then he finds like some other thing. And now he's like basically just living on the island. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool idea too, because we've all had that feeling where you like almost detox from like your, your uh, devices or something. And you're like, yeah, I don't need to scroll all day long. But right. I don't go to the point where I know I'm like a professional, a not an unpaid professional rower who goes from island to yeah. island. That part was a little unrealistic. I mean, so was the, the the stabbing of Armand, which is like, that character was like very entertaining, but also completely absurd. I mean, I could have done without seeing the actual, him actually shitting into the suitcase. <laughs> I don't know if that was like. The suitcase was like crazy. It was very great. I was like, oh, I don't want to see this. <laughs> they were thinking, they were honestly thinking, okay. Game of Thrones is huge because like there's so much nudity. You would see like nude guys, like there's this whole and then they're like, right. what can we do that Game of Thrones never did? Uh, An actual person shitting. Yeah. This is the weird thing about White Lotus. It shouldn't be a hit. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. any of the things that usually would make a show a hit. It actually didn't even do that well, like on HBO, like live. Really? But it's by far the number one show on HBO Max. Like people of our generation, well, we don't watch live tv like we have hbo max like i'm just gonna watch it on the streaming service so it is a hit for them but it's not like a typical show like that totally but i felt it was like it was kind of dark in like a funny way it was like very dark comedy but like interesting like i don't know i was always like they didn't really tell you anything about it like in the trailer or anything so i was always just like i don't really know what's going on or where this is going but like this is entertaining it was so smart to put the bot the like dead body in the box because it turns out it didn't matter at all (laughs) 
but it made right. me want to keep watching because like that's who, just yeah, t- you want to know who's dying yeah well when you pitch the show to your friend you're like ah oh, you got to watch this show and it's like what's it about i don't know people on vacation and like there's like a couple i guess like that's what you would say instead you're like oh these people are in hawaii and there's a dead body in a box and you don't know who it is you're like okay i'm in but yeah i think good show i would recommend it to a friend it is like i had the same experience with succession where like two episodes in i was like what's the hype all about right three seasons in jordana's still like can you guys stop talking about succession i (laughs) I like it i just don't like think i don't put it on the pedestal that uh eileen and sammy do like it's not like it's it's a solid show but i'm not it's not sopranos like let's be real here I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Now it's time for the At Betches Game of the Week. This week's game is Jeopardy themed. And to help lead us through the game, here's our producer, Jorge. Welcome, Jorge. Hello. When I agreed to do this, I didn't realize White Lotus would be spoiled for me forever. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Bamboozled. <laughs> Did we even give away who was in the box? I don't, I don't know. I guess Who's you just said, sort yeah, of. I don't know. I guess I... You never I, know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. But I know someone's in the box. No. Well, do you know, you find that out episode one. Okay, okay. So I guess I could watch it. Because you did say a bunch of names, but I guess I didn't know who you were talking about. So Yeah. I'll You're just wait a week. You're going to forget all about it. <laughs> all right. So today we are going to be playing a game called Betch Purdy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nobody messaged me. He's like, is this the worst name ever? I'm like, it's the best name we've ever come up with. Betch Purdy is great. It works. I think, it works. I think it's top notch. So... The theme of this game will be bad choices and undeserving people. We'll be playing for <laughs> Betch Bucks today, and there are three categories. Popping out for pop culture and celebrity prompts, dining in for food-related bad choices, and flick it on for movie topics. Each category has three questions, and we will get harder as we go along. You'll take turns Ooh. answering, and if you get the question wrong, the other person will get a chance to steal it. Are we ready? Yes. Great intro. Yeah. You sound like a game show host. Maybe you should be the Trebek. <laughs> you host. should be Trebek. <laughs> All right. I have randomly selected someone to start, and Jordana, you have the first pick. The Flick It On one is about movies? It is. Okay. Let's do that one. All right. This one is for 100 Betch Bucks, and the prompt is, this teacher was undeservingly labeled a drug pusher in the burn book featured in the 2004 movie Mean Girls. Miss Norberry. That is correct, Jordana. 100 <laughs> bench bucks for Jordana. I, that was the easy one. <laughs> I couldn't have remembered her name. God, oh. that is so That's funny. That's the bettiest movie that. of all time. No, I remember the movie. Is. I didn't know Norberry. Oh, thank God I didn't have to do that one. <laughs> all right, Sean, it goes to you. Okay, I'll take, um, I'll take popping out for 100. All right. This music artist was rudely called undeserving of her VMA win in 2009 while receiving her award. VMAs. Oh, this is um, who is Taylor Swift? That is correct, Sean. Uh, well good done. Good job, Sean. I um, forgot uh, to say who it, who is. I should have. I should have said that. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But that was a great uh, Kanye walking out with the "I'm gonna let you finish," but one of the greatest albums of all time. Dude, just let the next category come up. Beyonce's gonna win a bigger award. Most memorable. Sean, you'll get an extra 100 bonus betch bucks if you can tell me the name of the music video that she won the award for. Uh, what is Shake It Off? That is it's incorrect. Way, it's way off. It's way Jordana, too late. Do you was, that, know? was that the Daily Double? <laughs> yeah, this is um, the Daily Double. <laughs> you got a four of a question, Jordan. Uh... I don't know. Great trivia question. I don't know it. What is it? The correct answer was "You belong with me." Oh, that makes sense. An early one. Two thousand nine. It's early Taylor. All right, Jordana, back to you. Okay, Uh, flick it on for two hundred. Flick it on for (laughs) two (laughs) hundred. I'm taking them all. (laughs) In the early two thousands, this now defunct company made the terrible decision to not purchase Netflix for fifty million dollars, which is now worth. $250 $250 billion. Wow. What is Blockbuster? That is correct. Well done, wow. Jordana. Great answer. Thank you. Great answer. I can't, I still can't believe that that Blockbuster isn't just Netflix. I know. It, it boggles I know. my mind. I can't, I don't get Did it. Did you watch the documentary on it? 
the one that's like the last blockbuster something like that on, yeah. and i watched every minute of it yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good because i think it's like in was it in oregon yeah, it's like a yeah. blockbuster in Oregon. It's the last one in the country. Yeah, it's not even franchised. It's just a blockbuster. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's an independent mom and pop. Right. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of something like Kodak, you know, because I was reading recently right. that they developed the technology for cell phones. <laughs> really? <laughs> like way before anyone else and then just decided to do nothing because they thought they would jeopardize their own products. By yeah, because they thought film, film was the technology of the future. Even right. though, like they clearly- <laughs> That was well, a bad guess, I guess, on there. They're still around though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they still exist. Anyway, I, I will take, uh, Hori, I will take dining in for 100. Dining in. According to a study of negative Twitter mentions, this popular fast food chain sits on the throne as the most hated in America. What is Chick fil A? That is incorrect, Sean. Ah. Jordana, wow. Goes to you. What is Burger King? That is correct. Well, that is the wow. right answer. That you know what? America got it right. Burger King doesn't bring much to the table. I actually think it's an undeserving title. Burger King has great burgers. It's the same exact thing as McDonald's, in my opinion. Same but worse. It is. It's the I same. I do but think worse. like they have the least. They have the like the reputation is just like McDonald's but worse. But Chick Fil A, very bad. Like. Um, I would say the optics, the politics, optics, right. yeah. But it's the food's actually not bad. It's <laughs> great. I could yeah. do anything in that chicken. I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but it is actually uh, pretty <laughs> solid. All right, Jordana, it goes to All you. All right, I'm gonna take flick it on for <laughs> 300. I'm still sticking with the category I know. All right, for 300, this movie holds the record for highest box office gross, despite widespread criticism about its white savior storyline. Hmm. There's so many choices of <laughs> that story. Is it Gone with the Wind? That is incorrect, Sean. Okay. She did put it, by the way, she did put that in the form of a question. Is it? <laughs> is, uh, it? is it? What is Avatar? That is correct, Sean. You're oh, back wow. in it. Uh-huh. It is Avatar, uh-huh. which I was very surprised to, that, that it's still Avatar years later. Yeah, Avatar. It's Avatar? It's not even that good of a movie. No, but that's the thing. It really that's isn't right. that good. Of a, it was a fun movie to see. When we were coming up with this game, though, Hori and I were like, I mean, this is just the Crash game. Because right. Crash is just... Did you ever watch Crash? Jordana? Oh, yeah, I did. The movie? The movie. We're like, at yeah. the time, you were like, eh, it's a pretty good movie. And then it won Best Picture. And then people yeah, it won like 75 Oscars or something. <laughs> it won all the Oscars. Yeah. And now people watching like, this is objectively horrible. Yeah, fine at best. All right, I will take... Uh, what if, if I did Dining in for 200. All right. Boasting 540 calories and 15 grams of saturated fats, this deceptively simple coffeeless Starbucks drink would be the worst choice you could possibly make as a midday treat. What is a white mocha? Close, but incorrect. Oh, Jordana? What is a frappuccino? Incorrect as well. The correct answer is what is a white hot chocolate? Oh, oh. I see. Yeah. I see. So that is a coffeeless drink. It is <laughs> yeah. coffeeless. Because I think oh, the coffee actually coffee doesn't list. have. Yeah. I missed that part. I guess. Coffee well, doesn't actually have. List. Like half the frappuccinos have no coffee in them too. <laughs> oh really? God, I love Starbucks. It's just dessert. Yeah. <laughs> so this drink has 69 grams of sugar, which is wow. also insane. And oh, I love sugar. It has yeah, that's 75 percent of your daily allotment of saturated fats <laughs> for the day. <laughs> that's absurd. Okay, good to know. All right, what do we have? Two more? Oh, Jorge, go ahead. Mr. Uh, Jordan. Jordan. But popping out is what is what again? Like you music? have it's the celebrities and, and pop culture. Okay, popping out for what's the 200. what is it? 
200, yes. All right. This Kardashian made the questionable decision to tweet that they were excited for a USC law school, which prompted the school to reply that they hadn't even applied. Who is Kim Kardashian? That is incorrect. Sean? Who is Courtney? That is incorrect. The correct answer was Rob Kardashian. Oh, <laughs> it would be Rob. Oh, my God. It would be Rob. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, man. He was going to go to law school to work on his sock line. Okay. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take popping out for 300. All right. This famous redhead celebrity showed up at a court appearance claiming that she could not afford court-ordered therapy after shoplifting while wearing $1,200 shoes. Who is Lindsay Lohan? That is correct, Sean. Well done. I mean, Jorge, it says red-haired celebrity. He <laughs> didn't like, think I could get it. He didn't think I could get it. I don't know if I, I would have. I probably would have guessed her anyway, I suppose. Without the redhead? I just didn't want it to be too hard. But Because if Fair, you take okay. out redhead, it really could be anyone. It would be difficult, yeah. I think there's only one more. Then dining one out. more. Dining in for 300. Okay. All right. According to a recent survey in 2019... This unassuming root vegetable with a fleshy white interior is the most disliked in America. What is an onion? That is incorrect, Sean. What is a potato? That is incorrect as well. Is it is it a turnip? That is correct, Jordana. Give her uh, points. That's amazing. It is a turnip. Twenty-seven percent oh, wow. of people surveyed say that they dislike the vegetable. Have they had turnips? Turnips? Are I don't even know if I've had one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, I'm completely indifferent. I don't even know what I a guess it'd be like, like. I feel like it would be if I had a list of vegetables. It might be like one of the last ones that yeah. I like mm. chose. I think if like if I was if I was making an omelet and they were like you know choose your vegetables, you would not put that up there. I would uh, probably not pick a turnip. The, the two worst vegetables is easy, guys. If because you, you asked me, you didn't. Uh, broccoli <laughs> rob is disgusting. I don't know how anybody eats it. It's like the most bitter thing ever. Yeah. And then kale. Kale feels like a prank that America is playing on each other. Yeah, like, kale's gross. Because kale is straight up. Do people even know this? There was, kale is the part of broccoli that you rip off and throw away. <laughs> like, it's, well, it is. It's the leaves of broccoli. I mean, it's I gross. Put, I put kale in smoothie because I know it's good for you. Yeah. And if you like hide it into other things, it's like not that terrible. But yeah, kale salad, terrible. Oh, thank you. Thank Kale, you. For and it's like in me. its solid form, I don't like, but I, I will put it in a smoothie because supposedly it's it's like a superfood or something. It is a superfood. Jorge, who's who's the winner of Betchperty? So after nine rounds of play of Betchperty, we have a tie, ladies and gentlemen. You are oh, both wow. winner of Bet- winners of Betchperty. So is there final Jeopardy? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's. Uh... If you don't have one, it's one fine. <laughs> we can. Play. It's okay. Wow. We're even. Look even. at us. Even Stevens. Here's the great part. Jordana is one of the founders of the company, so she can name herself the winner, just like Mike Richards. <laughs> exactly. Said. In the in the in the spirit of today's episode, I will name myself the winner of Jeopardy as the as the founder of Precious. Excellent. That was fun. Great job, Hori. Uh, now Sean's going to go through all hours of the of, of you, every hour of you up that he's ever recorded uh, to to bring me down. Thanks again for listening to the At Betches podcast. Don't forget, new episodes come out every Thursday. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple or Spotify. Talk to you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Dana Samuel. Editing by Sean Kilby and Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. 